Hey everybody, welcome to Journey Through the Generations, and we're back with another episode um, of the podcast, and today we are going to be talking about COVID. Yes, and the, we are. Yes, and the impact that it has had on genealogy research, and then also how we think it'll impact um, research going forward. Yes, we didn't think that we needed to... Um not talk about COVID because let's face it, 2020 was the year for the ages that everybody is going to remember and talk about and tell stories about to their grandchildren about how, you know, Major League Baseball shut down, Disney shut down, Broadway shut down. And of course, that meant the library is closed too. So, um, 2020 just affected everything, and that included genealogy. Yes, and I mean, I just, I still can't believe it. <laughs> it's hard to believe <laughs> it, it really that we've lived through something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not that it seemed like it did every single day. Something announced shutting down or closing or something like that. That I mean, had never closed before. Yeah, it, it just went. It went ballistic. It was like dominoes falling. Mm-hmm. And so in the genealogy world, all we started seeing every day was conferences canceling and most of them going virtual. Yes. Um, libraries closing. Um, I mean, it was just crazy. It was crazy. What was happening. And so, um, you know, that that had a big impact on people because people like to go to conferences right. and people like to go to libraries and family history centers and things like that to be able to research their family. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that stuff is not available online. Right. You have That's to why go, you're going to the library. Yes. You have to go to the library and uh, research with microfilm and right. stuff like that. And so, um, so yeah, that, that impacted Everything Mm -hmm. in the genealogy community. Right. And as a family historian, this chapter of, you know, our lives and American history is going to be in history books one day. And, you know, I just kept thinking this whole time that, you know, my grandkids are going to come home and say, what do you remember about 2020? We were talking about it in about a pandemic or something. And this is going to be the time, the talks that, you know, I had with my grandparents about where were you when JFK died and things like that. So it's not only important for, you know, history, but for our family stories and things like that, preserving them. Yeah, this is going to be one of those times in in genealogy and family research that um, people um, who died from COVID Mm -hmm. complications like we look at the what's it called the Spanish flu Spanish flu right um like you know you <laughs> you're gonna right. see that on death records mm-hmm. and things like that where you're gonna see that for people who passed away in 2020 right. as well in you know it's, way down right, in the future down the road but, and our you know vaccine cards that's gonna be yeah, documents that people are going to be looking for in 50 and 60 years when they're researching their family and they find out about this pandemic of 2020 and they're gonna be like oh well let's see if you know grandpa cummins had a you know a vaccine let's look for his vaccine card so it all kind of ties together yeah 
a lot has happened in the last 13 to 14, 15 months, maybe a little bit longer. If you listen to some people who say that they had COVID back in November of 2019. Right. Um, which it's called COVID-19 I, for a reason. I don't doubt that at all. Um, but yeah, a lot happened. And, and so, you know, it, it impacted the community. And so um, we don't want to see that happen again. Right. <laughs> I'm not trying to live through anything no. like this again. So, um, so yeah, let's talk about, you know, how this impacted our particular Correct. research and our journey. Yes. And I'll always like to start when we start talking about this is we had just left Roots Tech 2020. Oh, my God. Um, we got back on March 1st, 2020. Yes. And we were on a genealogy high. We had a great time. We were ambassadors for the first time. We It was wonderful. Um, go back to my blog and look at the pictures, because I'm sure there won't be a conference with that many people in it ever again. Um, but we got back on March 1st. So we were home for about a week and a half. And then that's basically when the world started shutting down. Mm-hmm. So it did. We I always equate root coming back from Roots Tech 2020 as the beginning of everything that happened in with COVID. So yes. we got home, and then like the March middle of March, the 15th or 16th is when um, the Family History Library announced that they were closing. And that's when I knew it was real. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just, the library closing. Yeah. Not, you know, NBA or MLB or all of that Disneyland. That had already closed. But when the Family History Library said, yeah, we closing, that, you know, I had to clutch my pearls a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> you know, we talked about this before. We were out there in the. <laughs> You know, general area of where um, COVID was getting really bad first. Correct. And with people from all over the world. Yes. And we were in there shoulder to shoulder with people sitting together and uh, on a plane and, you know, several planes. (laughs) International airports. That was that was crazy. So we've talked about that before. So we're not going to belabor that point. But the, the point is, is that. We didn't know what was getting ready to happen. And so, like Trisha said, we were excited. We had a good time. And I was, you know, renewed and going to get started and, you know, uh, researching my Mm -hmm. own family. And I I found information at the Family Mm -hmm. History Library, and I was really excited. And then everything (laughs) happened. And, like... What do you do? What, you know... I can't go to the library right. and research. And, and we have a, a, family history a family history center here in town, but I can't go to it to use their computers. Right. And with everything that was going on with all of the stuff on the news and hearing about, you know, COVID every day, all day. For me, I didn't want to do any research. I wanted to come home and watch a comedy or a sitcom just to get my brain a rest. So honestly, the first few months of COVID, I didn't want to research. I didn't want to do anything. So I didn't. And that impacted, of course, that impacted my research because that was, you know, three or four months of me not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I took a bit of a break too, because I mean, I was 
and my anxiety <laughs> was like um, all time high. Yes, and I know for a lot of people it was too, and way worse than than mine. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I was just questioning everything, and you know, of course, staying in the house. I don't know if anybody stayed in the house more than I did, no, but I don't think so. um, but anyway. Yeah, so it impacted us and what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and look at um, tweets from <laughs> from 2020, you'll see like a timeline of people, you know, okay, everything's shut down. We're going virtual and this mm-hmm. and that. And then you got people who were having trouble with websites because so many people yeah. were on the web mm-hmm. it was it was impacting their servers yeah. and they couldn't find information it was just it was so a madhouse much because people were working from home kids were doing digital learning everybody was shopping online at this point and so again and I work in a medical lab so I never I still had to go to work every day and ultimately the place that I work became a COVID testing center. So then, you know, I was testing COVID patients. So when I get home, I literally, you know, want to, you know, decontaminate, take a shower and rest my brain and do nothing. And that is exactly what I did for about five months. I didn't think of research, anything. I definitely didn't want to look at any death certificates. I just wanted to just come home and find something on TV that will make me laugh. Yeah, and it impacted this podcast. We didn't we didn't post we didn't do a podcast episode for uh, I think uh, from February to September to maybe? January. I don't think we did. Did any, we not any? I don't maybe think we, we did one after Roots Tech. No, you're right. No, I think you're right. And it affected my blog. That's basically I used my um Wordless Wednesdays just to be able to have something to post. Um twice a month and I would post pictures on my wordless Wednesdays, but I wasn't giving out um, any content. I wasn't researching, so I didn't have anything to write about. So the only thing that I wanted, thought that I could do was share family photos on my wordless Wednesdays. Yeah. I mean, this is just crazy. I don't, man, what I hope though, is that this showed the everybody really, but specifically the genealogy community, how ill-prepared we were for something like this. Oh, definitely. And so what I hope is what's going to happen this year is that, you know, sites like Ancestry and National Archives and Family Search or whatever, they are like building up their servers Mm -hmm. and coming up with a disaster plan or uh, anything like that, that they can just push a button, do a little this and that, and everything is okay for everybody to still use if something like this uh, happens again. Right. So towards the summer, I'm going to say July-ish because it was close to my birthday, I decided, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do some research and get to a library somewhere, even if it's for 20 minutes. I'm going to figure it out. So I went to um, one of my favorite repositories. Um, It wasn't on my birthday, but it was around the time of my birthday in August. I went to the Butler Center 
of Arkansas Studies in Little Rock and did some research. But of course, we were still in COVID. So there were things that I had to do differently that because, you know, I just usually just show up and say, here I am. This is what I want to see. But this time around, I actually had to call them, make an appointment. I had to make my appointment two weeks in advance is why I didn't actually get to go on my birthday. Um, And then once they confirmed my appointment, they sent me an email and they told me that I needed to have everything that I wanted to um, look at. If it was a collection, if it was a book, if I wanted to do research on the computer, whatever it was, I had to have it written out in a document and send it to them a week before my appointment. So that, of course, made me get more organized than I usually am. Um, so I had everything written down that I wanted and I emailed them and then they responded to my email and said that once I get in, you know, I had to get my temperature taken. I had to wash my hands. There was only one person allowed on the elevator at the time. And then once I was able to actually get to the research floor, I had to wash my hands again and get my temperature retaken. And then and only then was I able to see the information that I had requested. But the good thing was is that they had everything already pulled for me in a box waiting on me at a table that they had disinfected already that I could sit at. So usually I go in and I have to get one folder at a time and then I have to take it back and get another folder. But this time I actually had the whole box of information that I wanted and I could sit there at this table and look at it. And I only had an hour because that was the only time that they would allow you to be in there was in one hour increments. Um, But that felt so good to be in their library researching and it seemed like things were going to be back to normal soon yeah so so speaking of as we start to hopefully get back to normal even though Mm -hmm. as of right now i don't think we should be but that's another topic but um so let's talk about the future of genealogy research um and how covid has is going to impact how we um, research in the future. Well, can we start with how it impacted conferences and how conferences went virtual and the fact that, you know, we as genealogists, and I include myself in this, we are people people. We like to be around people who research. We are very, you know, happy-go-lucky. We want to see you. We want to talk to you. It's that interaction that we like. And so when all the conferences started going virtual, I was like, how is this going to work? Yeah. And yeah, no one knew. It's like, how are you going to do this? Is it going is it going to be you get are you going to get the same content uh as you would in an in-person class? Um, you know, how how is this going to work? It was new for everybody. And so we just figured it out on the fly, but <laughs> literally. But yeah, I mean, when we left Roots Tech, I, uh, on the last day, I walked out and I talked to the Jenny vlogger, um, Jared. Mm -hmm. I was standing there talking to him and we were talking about our YouTube channels and what we were doing and, you know, and everything, which we need to get back going. But anyway, I was talking to him. Then we started talking about NGS. Because he was, uh, mm-hmm. he had a class at NGS. Yeah, that was the next big conference. They, right. And I think it was supposed to be in May. Mm-hmm. And we was trying to figure out, well, how can we get back to Salt Lake City right. in May 
to go to NGS. And we were just there in February. That's right. logistically. Yeah, it was going to be hard to do, but we were trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, when COVID happened in March and NGS canceled uh, their conference and went virtual, I attended their virtual conference. Yes. COVID did give the opportunity because everything went virtual for us to be able to attend more conferences than we would have ever been able to attend in person. Yeah. And so conferences were shutting down and and people was trying to figure out how to how to do this. And I think of the conferences that I attended, I think everybody did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you couldn't be mad at people. I mean, it's just... Because everything was so new. Yeah, you could only do what you could do. And it cost, believe me, I know, (laughs) it cost a lot of money to To put put on on a virtual conference. Now, is it as much as an in-person? No, because you don't have to deal with food vendors and uh, the hotels and conference centers and all that stuff. But it still costs a lot of money. And you got a group of people who've never done this before. It makes it a lot uh, di- a lot more difficult than than what you may think. So. Right, but I was able to attend conferences that I again would have never been able to attend before, and a lot of it is because they were recorded, so I could sign up and register for a conference, even though it was in the middle of the week. But I it was recorded, so then they would send me the link, and I was able to watch it on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so although a lot of things went, you know bad in 2020 i will definitely say the fact that virtual conferences became the end thing that really did help me because there's so many conferences that i've been wanting to see and you know speakers that i wanted to hear and i've never been able to go to a lot of them and i was able to attend quite a few conferences last year yep and so now we're up on anniversary all of those virtual conferences because <laughs> NGS is going virtual again this year mm-hmm. and they were one of the first ones to go uh, virtual so so anyway okay now we talked about conferences now let's talk about the future of genealogy research and how COVID may impact um, what you do so I think that eventually of course everybody's going to open up like normal right so you don't have to wear a mask and no temperature checks and all that stuff and that would be fantastic but i think people are going to be more um i don't know just attentive to um more attentive to um what they're doing what they're touching cleaning you know things uh, here in the near, in the near future, right? right? Mm-hmm. It, that might not happen five years down the road, but so for this next year and a, and a half, two years, I think everybody's going to be kind of on edge mm-hmm. with, you know, what they do when they finally go get somewhere. Yeah, and another thing is crowd size. True. If we're talking about conferences, libraries, places like that, um, there, there's no way I would feel comfortable going to Roots Tech if there was going to be 20,000 people there again. Um, so there's, you know, there's that aspect of it also. And that's something that it's going to be hard for some people because a lot of people go to be able to meet other genealogists, hopefully somebody who's researching the same thing that they are to be able to bounce ideas off of and things like that. Yeah, and 
Uh, the future of conferences is going to be good, too. Yeah, it's going to be different for it, sure. It, it'll be good because now that um, these organizations know that they can do a virtual conference, they're going to get better and better and better doing it. There are going to be more companies that will be there to help. And so I think uh, like a let's talk a Roots Tech. You know, so Roots Tech this year had their conference virtual. I think next year, 2022, I think they're going to have and go back to an in-person conference, but there's going to be a part that's virtual. Right. And so, you know, some of the people who couldn't afford to fly to Salt Lake City and hotels and cars, and maybe they just can't because they They physically can't go. Um, they'll be able to, and Mm -hmm. more people are able to attend the conference. The one that I was a part of back in October, you know, in person, I think they only had like 600 people Mm -hmm. attend, something like that. But the virtual conference that they had had thousands. Right. And so So they're learning that virtual conferences, people are going to be attending. And I think that may be. That was a stigma or something that in the genealogy world that you have, you you know, you have to be together. Um, but I think that you're right. It's going to be more options for um, virtual slash on demand type classes and things like that. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? Um, no, I'm I'm excited because, again, I enjoy going to the library. I like doing research and looking at census records and microfilm. Um, and so I'm excited that the libraries are starting to open up more for longer time. And I've been doing research here in the last few months on my own and my computer using, you know, the ancestries, the family search, um, things like that to be able to um, know what I wanted to look at when I go back to the library. So I'm super excited to be able to get in the library and get around books and microfilm because then I'll feel like I'm really researching and I'm not just at my kitchen table. Yeah, I'm hoping that we can get back to Salt Lake City uh, for Roots Tech yeah. uh, next year. Not only just for Roots Tech, but um, to be able to go to the library family history library and be able to look at some film and things like that, because there have been a few things that are only on microfilm that I can't see. I have to be at the library to see. And so everything's um, not online. So, yeah, so I got to do that. But what I would encourage you all to do as you start to make your way back into these facilities is that uh, even if you don't wear a mask in these buildings, um, I would encourage you just to make sure you maintain your distance mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Um, as much as people want to believe that, you know, everything is getting better, people are still getting sick. People are, you know, don't have the vaccine yet. The vaccine may not work for everybody. You know, there's still things going on. This didn't just disappear. So I would encourage you just to be mindful, um, you know, that, you know, look out for your fellow American citizens and, you know, care about somebody other than yourself? Is that, does that mean? <laughs> it's not me. No, it's not. Because the truth of the matter is that, you know, COVID was a horrendous disease that killed millions of people. I mean, that's just the facts. 
And although we are turning the page and we are coming to the end of it, never forget how it impacted our country and the people that lost their lives to this disease. And the way that we can prevent it is by wearing a mask and social distancing. Washing your hands. And washing your hands. So I would encourage you to continue to social distance, um, continue to wear your mask when you're inside around people. And that includes when you're at the library, you're doing your research. If you are the only one in there, fine. But you see some people coming in, then, you know, you scoot over to the edge, you put your mask on, you continue your research. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and we're planning to uh, do all of that when we finally go back. And we're taking it a step further and we're going to, you know, disinfect tables that we're sitting at. If we're sitting at a public computer, you know, disinfect the mouse and keyboard and the desk and chairs and all that good stuff. And because you just never know, the library staff may not have time to, um, you know, go and disinfect behind you. Mm-hmm. And so um, so we take in this house, we take COVID seriously. <laughs> we do. And we don't uh, we don't take any chances uh, right now. So. so we want everyone to stay safe. We want everybody to be able to get back to normal whenever that um, is eligible for you. So, you know, just think about yourself. Think about others and enjoy the research. Yep. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. If you like this episode, Please go and like our podcast, subscribe to it, tell your family and friends about it. All of our social media and contact information will be in the show notes of this episode. And uh, we really appreciate you guys. Please stay safe. Please take care of yourself and others. Thanks, you guys. All right. Y'all have a good one. Love the journey.